0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemashed.org. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Rahmani Rahimi Malikiyomidin, Allahumma Alhamdullah, Ilaykal Mushtaka, Wabika Thikatu, Alekatu Klan, Illa Bilahil Ali Rahim, Rabbi Sadri, Wayasirli Emri, Wahal Ugatamilisani, Fahuli, اللهم لا سهر إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأن تجعل الحزن إذا شيت سهلا اللهم صلي وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين uh, إن شاء الله تعالى This is our uh, regular تفسير uh, lesson And we are going through the surah Surah Al-Baqarah um, Continuing on where we left off And um, we were coming towards the end of the, the the portions in Surah Al-Baqarah Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Yahud This has been going on for many weeks now And um, I think tonight's lesson and the lesson after that, after that We're going to conclude that um, Where we left off last week Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned um, That uh, the Yahud made a claim against the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, saying that um, if the law of, of Allah should be followed, we had the Torah So why would you tell us to follow the Quran? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the concept of abrogation. Uh, Allah mentioning that uh, every ayah that we every ayah that we remove or lift or do nishaf, we replace it with one that is equal or better. And the whole concept of abrogation And that the previous scriptures were abrogated by the Qur'an And even within the Qur'an you will find verses that have been abrogated And others have been replaced with uh, And that this concept is شرعن, right? So it's, عقلن, it's it, Logically it's sound uh, And we gave an analogy of a doctor uh, asking someone for medicine uh, Or a doctor, someone, someone coming to a doctor And a doctor prescribing five days Take this medicine And then come back And later they change, the doctor changes it It would be a perfectly normal thing And Allah prescribing a certain act of worship And then removing that And replacing it with another one Is also perfectly sound And based on Allah's wisdom Then we spoke about one of the What was the main driving force Or the main reason Why the Yahud were, showed so much animosity Towards the Prophet Allah mentions kitabi, gufaran, That the reason why the Yahud so, they had so much anger and animosity And were rejecting the Prophet Hoping that others reject him as well Was based on envy And we expanded upon the concept of envy in Islam And how it's a very dangerous thing And then towards the end of that ayah Allah wa ta'ala speaks to the believers And tells them <coughs> When Allah subhanahu wa taala says, Fafu uh, wasfahu." Okay, so the Yehud are, are showing you a lot of animosity. They are conniving and they are plotting and they are planning and they are all doing all of this. What was the instruction given to the companions, the Ansar, and the Muhajirin, and the Prophet Allah said, Fafu wasfahu." Forgive and overlook all of these statements that they are saying. We mentioned last a week, few, few weeks before, they were saying to the Prophet "Ra'ina." Um, basically insulting the Prophet وسلم, And Allah said, right? And these little sly comments against the Prophet And these little things And, and um, all of the stuff that we mentioned earlier That now they're being told fa'fu forgive Wasfahu and overlook Hatta ya'ti bi amri. How long are you going to forgive and overlook until Allah delivers His command? until Allah delivers His command, and as things escalated in Medina, certain commands were then given to the Prophet and the companion, such as expelling some of them, etc. etc. But at first they were told, <inaudible> Allah is capable of doing everything. Right? Then, okay, so now that you're told, now that you're told, Okay, there's all, all this plotting and planning and conniving and, 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 and all of this stuff happening This insulting of the Prophet This hasid, this envy What are you supposed to do? Forgive and overlook Okay, so what am I supposed to do instead? Allah then gives beautiful instructions to the believers, right? And that wa atu zakah. Establish the prayer and give charity And this teaches you something If you can't correct a problem Do what you can Right. Instead of worrying about what you can't, focus on what you can. Right? And this is a very important principle that we have in our religion, which is that you base your actions on your istita'ah Right? We can't change the world, but for example, uh, let's say you you're, what, what, a problem keeps you up at night. Right? There's so much war happening, poverty. Right? The uh, global warming. Right? For example, right, Um, some people are complaining about the waste, right, Uh, there are so many issues, but what you can do is limited, often you don't do what you can and you worry about what you can't do anything about, you don't do what you can and you worry about things that you can't change, right, Um, the ummah is misguided, have you done anything from within your circle of what you can do within your range, right, Within your range. And have you tried to rectify yourself? Because Islah moves outwards. It starts inwards and it moves outwards, right? Islah and rectification and reform, it starts here and it moves outwards. And this is why it's adib. In the Quran you will find alaykum Upon you is yourself. Upon you is yourself. That means what? Each one of you, you're responsible of yourself. Allah says in the Quran, wa atihi al Qiyamati right? it's just you and Allah Allah will judge you so focus on yourself and then what Allah says also ya yahidin amru qunu anfusakum wa ahlikum nar right save yourself and your family from hellfire right so your family has a priority over you and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa anzir الْأَقْرَبِينَ right now warn your close relatives so you're moving outwards your relatives Right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does he say to our Prophet? لِتُنذِرَ Hawlaha right? So that you can warn and spread the message to Ummul Qura right? The mother of cities You guys know which city that is? Ummul Qura is Mecca There's a famous university called Ummul Qura right? وَمَنْ حولها. And finally the Prophet وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَكَ إِلَّا للعالمين. Yes, eventually we want to get everywhere we want to go to the alam But it moves outward The khair moves out. Start with yourself and do what you can, right? So your family, your sisters, your brothers, your neighbors, right? This is what you need to focus on, and also what you can, what you can. Azza wa Okay, you can't deal with the Yahud and their issues right now. What should you do? wa atu zakah, right? وصفحوا, forgive and overlook, and also what? Faaqimu salat. وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةِ Establish the prayer and give zakat. And whatever good that you put forward for yourselves, in عِنْدَ الله, You will find it with Allah. So, pray and give charity and do good. Whatever good that you do, you will find it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah, tells, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, With that which you are doing The good and the bad Is basir One that can see Basir One that is all seeing So Allah sees the good that you're doing Allah sees the hard work that you're putting in Even if you don't change the world Allah sees the good that you're doing Even if you don't get to your goal Allah sees It's about the journey So And one of the best things to do one of the things that you will note in the Quran, fillah is that there is no ibadah mentioned more together than the Salah and the Zakat. One of the main reasons, fillah is that these are the main two ibadahs, right? The Salah is the first pillar after the Shahada, and the Zakat is the second pillar after the Shahadatayn. But uh, one other thing that you will see is that the Salah. Is, as you all know, uh, the word silah It means to connect something, right? right? This is why we are told to do silah to rahim To stay connected to our relatives It's one of the obligations upon us, right? Mm-hmm. Call your sisters and your brothers, especially uh, Your uncles, your aunts, maternal and paternal your gra- Keep in touch with your extended family This is a great act of worship Silah, connect Salah comes from that because you are connecting yourself with who? With Allah Jalla Jalaluhu You need a salah You need to feel that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So the salah embodies Your connection with your creator right? Fulfilling the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Receiving blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This beautiful connection of ibadah That you give to Allah I'ana that Allah gives you You worship Allah, Allah helps you You make dua to Allah, Allah gives to you right? This filah It's embodied within the salah The zakat embodies your relationship with Allah's creation the zakat embodies your relation with Allah's creation. Because the zakat is all about helping others, uplifting others out of poverty. And this is this is why every time faakimus salah wa'atu zakat it is rectify relationship with Allah, rectify relationship with the people. Right? You are supposed to be in the position of helping others. Right? Of course, it is specifically talking about the prayer, and it's specifically talking about the actual zakat and the alms giving. But you can f- understand from that and appreciate from that the importance of what kind of relationship should you have with others—one of helping. One of uh, spreading the khair One of uh, um, uh, uplifting others from, from poverty And from uh, difficult circumstances What is the environment of relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala One of connection Don't forget about Allah Don't forget about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Remember Allah right? Make dhikr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What is the purpose of salah? What did Allah say to Musa? Wa salata Limada? Establish the prayer For my remembrance the purpose is for you to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the people that understand The beauty of that connection They will love the salah Hence why the Prophet said The prayer is the coolness of my eyes May Allah make us among those فَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَىٰ وَآتُ الزَّكَىٰ وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا مِنْ Whatever good you put forward for yourselves So all the good that you do is for yourself by the way in the Allah, You will find with Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will never decrease a good that you've done any good that you do Allah will never decrease it Allah might wipe, wipe away your sins Allah might decrease your sins Allah might forgive you for your sins But your goodies always stay the same But Allah does what? He multiplies them He increases them He grows them for you And this shows you The embodiment of Allah's rahmah His mercy May Allah subhanahu ta'ala shower us His mercy Ameen ya Rabbul alameen Inna allaha Bima Basir Indeed Allah is over, uh, Indeed Allah is seeing all that you are doing Good and bad, in your hearts as well. In fact, you innermost secrets, and you're in your innermost secrets. Ya la masyira wa akhfa Tayyib. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks to us about the Yahud and the Nasara, and a statement that they made. Wa qalu and they said. Who said? The Yahud and the Nasara. Lain yadkhul al jannah. No one will enter paradise illa man kana Yahudan ou Nasara. Except one is from the Yahud or from the Nasara. A lot of people might assume that this means that the Yahud and the Nasara are happy with each other. And that is not the case. And just because they are mentioned together often in the Quran doesn't mean, or they are called the people of the book, doesn't mean that they are happy with each other. For the Yahud don't like the Nasara, and the Nasara don't like the Yahud, and they are of different faiths and different traditions. And they are very different as well. And they don't recognize each other as well. But each one separately said, Waqalu, they said, Layn yad al jannah. None will ever enter paradise. Illa mankana hooden, unless you are from the Yahud. O Nasara, or from the Nasara. What is the, how is this? So, Waqalati Nasara, Layn yad khul jannah, Illa mankana Nasara. waqalat Yehud, Layn yad khul jannah, Illa mankana hooden. So the Nasara said, Only you will enter Jannah. And the Yehud said, Only we will enter Jannah. They say this today as well, right? So the Christians, they believe salvation is only through. Their faith The Jews, they believe that salvation is only through their faith right? And we spoke about this in one of our previous lessons About the concept of that uh, uh, That um, you have religious occlusi- exclusivism Religious exclusivism That every faith believes that their faith is the haq And this, is, this is, is present in many faiths You do find some that try to combine it But the haq is one La yata And this is a qa'id The truth is one It's not many the truth is one, it's not many. And the wording of the Qur'an is beautiful. When Allah speaks about the, the revelation, Allah says, لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ So that Allah can take you out from many darknesses to one light. Literally Allah, when He's talking about the darkness, He does جمع. ظُلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ to the one light. لِذَلَكَ ikhwani فِي طريق إلى الله واحد. and the prophet said, in fact, Allah says. وأن هذا مستقيماً فاتبعوه ولا تتبعوا السبل. indeed, Allah says, وأن هذا this is my path, مستقيماً straight. فاتبعوه follow it. ولا do not follow the many other smaller paths. right? may Allah keep us on the سيرات المستقيمة forever, so they said illa man kana Allah them. Allah says, these are their wishes These are their desires And this is not the first time we come across the surah In previous verses we heard that the Yahud they said right? That we will not enter the fire except for a few days And Allah said They said that they will not be They will be the only people that will go to Jannah And they will only be punished for a few days I've mentioned why they claim that they will be punished for only a few days. What few days are they referring to? Who can tell me? What are the few days that they believed they will be punished for? Um, what did you say? The, did someone mention the worshipping of the calf? Yes, that's correct. Right. So, when Musa went to receive the Torah... Some of them, they worshipped the calf And, and, and this incident They, ato- they believed they must atone for it And they said Except for these few days But we are Ahl Jannah Except for these, ayaman, these uh, days that can be counted And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, said Did you have a covenant with Allah A promise of Allah that you will go to Jannah You will only be punished for this? If that's the case Allah will not break his promise. Or are you saying statements that you don't have any knowledge of? Then Allah taught us how to go to Jannah and how to go to hellfire. And Allah mentions that who goes to Jannah. First of all, Allah says, سَيِّئَةً First of all, you don't go to Jannah. You don't gain paradise through who you are. Meaning, where you are from. Because you are a Yahudi, and you are from the Banu Israel, or this or that. No. Or that you are from the lineage of the Prophet even, right? Just because you are Ahl-Abayt doesn't guarantee you a place in Jannah. It's through action and good deeds. لذلك قال الله سبحانه وتعالى And this is very important because we, Allah teaches us ما هو الطريق إلى النار وما هو الطريق إلى الجنة فيقول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بَلَا مَن كَسَبَ سَيِّئَةً وَأَحَّاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَةُهُ فَأَوْلَئَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْنَعْرِ هو اسم أَهْلُ does a sin, right? وَ and that sin it encircles you, it covers you fully from all sides. There's no way out. How can a sin do that to you if you die upon shirk, right? كيف تحيط بك الإثم والخطيئة من مات على الشرك. So anyone that does not die upon shirk, but dies upon tawhid, no matter how many sins you do, you have a way into into jannah. So that the way. And Allah says how you enter into jannah, and that was. For like, uh, those who do good deeds and do righteous actions. That's how you go to Jannah. It doesn't matter if your name is Ali or Muhammad or uh, Tim or whatever, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what your background is, Ban Israel, not Bun Israel, Arab, non Arab, doesn't matter. Good deeds and Iman and it takes you to Jannah. So their claim Allah says وَقَالُوا لَنْ يدخل الْجَنَّةِ and they said No will enter Jannah إِلَّا مَنْ for the one who is Yehud. أو Nasara, And the one who Nasara. We also talked about this word Yehud and Nasara Where it comes from Who remembers? Where does the word Yehud come from? Right? I'm gonna start naming people Shall I start naming people? لا بس تفضل. One of the opinions is that the word Yehud comes from the oldest son of Yaqub who was called Yehuda. The oldest son of Yaqub who was called Yehuda because Israel is Yaqub and that's one of the opinions. Na'am. The other opinion that it came from inna hudna ilayk, when they said to, after they committed the sin, inna hudna ilayk, oh we have done, tubna ilayk, we have repented. So it comes from the word of the, the repentant, the, those who repented. And what about Nasara? Where does Nasara come from? Who can tell me? Have you guys heard of the, the place called Nazareth? Right? Or Jesus of Nazareth? Or Nazarene? Yes, Nazarene, Nasara. That's one of the opinions. That it came from the town. Right? Wallahu a'lam. Right? And there is also something that came from the word Nasr. Which is to to help. And Prophet Isa help us. His Nasara. And Allah knows best. So... Allah says they claim that they're going to Jannah. This is their wishes. How do we go to Jannah? Through righteous actions and good deeds, which they don't, which they are not doing as well, right? Which they are not doing, of course. And then Allah says, "Qul hatu burhanakum." So produce your proof in kuntum sadiqin if you are truthful. This is a qa'id in our deen. You make a claim, you prove it. Hatu burhanakum in kuntum sadiqin. Taib. If you don't go to Jannah by just claiming it. And you don't go to Jannah just because you're saying I'm a Yehudi or a Nasrani, then how do you go to Jannah? Bala, rather, on the contrary, who goes to Jannah? Man aslama. Whoever submits. Whoever submits. Wujhahu, his face, lillah, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't submit your face, you submit all yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but this is an expression. So, whoever submits themselves to Allah, Allah tells you to pray, you pray. To believe, to, you believe. To give zakah, you give zakah. Right? To, uh, to do good, you do good. To stay away from haram, you stay away from haram. Man aslam lillah. Wahua muhsinun. While he is a muhsin. What is a muhsin? Someone that does good while being a doer of good. When feel like the word muhsin. It comes from ihsan. And there's two types of ihsan in Islam. There's two types of ihsan in Islam. Al ihsanu, Allah. Wal ihsanu, إلى الخلق. الْإِحْسَانُ مَعَ اللَّهُ وَالْإِحْسَانُ إِلَى الْخَلْقُ What is الْإِحْسَانُ مَعَ اللَّهُ? What is إِحْسَانُ with regards to Allah? Allah after the إِحْسَانُ is translated as excellence. Right? To excel. How do you excel or do إِحْسَانُ with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's mentioned in the famous hadith, hadith Jibreel. ما هو الإِحْسَانُ أن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِنْ And then, if not, the village as as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. And Allah does see you. And the scholars, they call this two levels of worship. Mushahada and muraqaba. Mushahada and muraqaba. So, the one that is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is doing ihsan in his worship is of two. One that is worshipping Allah with, there is one that has no muraqaba and no mushahada by the way. Right. This is the regular the believer Whose iman is not at a level Where he's conscious of the fact that Allah is watching you Then you have the one who's at the level Where you're constantly conscious that Allah is watching you It's called muraqaba Allah among his name is al raqib The one who's the ever watchful When you're conscious of that When you're praying And you're conscious of that When you're, when you're living your life You will tend to sin less And your worship will, will, will have more focus Right? هذه ماذا؟ المراقبة. وهناك درجة فوق ذلك وهي المشاهدة. mushahada is, a that, is, right? is you're worshipping Allah. Not as if Allah sees you, because Allah does see you, but if you see Allah, subhanAllah. Now think about this. How, what the level of humility, humbleness are that you will be at if you saw the Almighty. To be able to try and worship Allah. In that sense This is known as تراه, As if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala May Allah give us the ability to worship Him A'la dhariqat al-muraqaba wa al-mushahada Hada hua al-ihsan ila subhanahu wa ta'ala Or al-ihsan as relates to your ibadah What does al-ihsan ila al-khalq mean? Al-ihsan ila al-khalq What does it mean? Al-ihsan ila al-khalq means to, Number one uh, To help the creation In whatever you can help them with To help the creation of Allah In whatever you can have an nafa an- Right, to help them. two To avoid harming them. What does ihsan to the khalaq mean? Help them in any way you can. Keep your harm away from them in any way you can. Right? And uh, so uh, avoid harming them. Ensure you're helping them. And also that you spread the Islam and the khair to them. Right? This is ihsan right? ilayhim. And um, it comes in many, many ways. وَبِلْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Right? Uh, Allah gives us detailed instructions in the Quran and in the sunnah How we're supposed to do ihsan to the khalaq, Right? Allah gives us detailed instructions in the Quran and the sunnah How we're supposed to do ihsan to the khalq From removing harmful objects from the road right, To visiting our neighbors To visiting the sick right? To ensuring we give people proper burials to making du'a To uh, how we're supposed to be with our parents How we're supposed to be with your siblings The whole concept of All the way until Even to the animals And to the creatures of Allah And, and all of humanity وكافرهم, Muslim and non-Muslim alike All of that Your ihsan should spread everywhere right? So ihsan is two nors Ihsan مع Allah Ihsan مع خلقه Subhanahu wa ta'ala and both are required. So, whoever submits to Allah while being a muhsin, then he will have his reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there will be no fear uh, concerning them, nor will they grieve. So in other words, the Yahud claimed they're going to Jannah, the Nasara claimed they're going to Jannah, Allah saying, these are all your uh, idle wishes. In fact, the one that goes to Jannah is, again, Allah gives a description, not a people. This is the beauty of the Qur'an. Allah doesn't say the Arabs... Right or these people, Allah gives a general description that everyone can be. Balamun aslamah, whoever submits wajhurilah, muhsin. While you are a muhsin, this person will have his reward with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. khawfun alayhim, hum yahsanun. They will not fear, nor will they grieve. They will not fear ibn kathir. They will not fear that which is coming. So those that are the people that are of ihsan, they won't fear what's coming. What's coming? Death is coming. Akhirah is coming Meeting Allah is coming right? They don't fear that Because they are of Ahl Jannah And they will not grieve what has passed right? They don't grieve what has passed Because they accept the qadr of Allah Because they ask Allah to forgive their sins They do tawbah Or you could say When they are in Jannah They won't fear what's coming Because they, everything that's coming is good and they won't be Agreed of what's past Why? Because Allah forgave them For it And generally speaking Anxiety and worry And restlessness And all these problems Are usually about Either either you are sad About something that happened In the past Or you are worried About something that's Going to happen In the future And for Allah To reward you By removing those two Is one of the greatest blessings Right? When you Think about it Every time you're anxious Anxiety or worried It's either Something that happened In the past An argument A fight Something you, you've Something happened in the past And you're worried about it Or you're sad about it Or something that is about to come Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions always فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ And uh, Imam Al-Sidi Right? Uh, he has a beautiful risala, uh, al al Mufida Lil Hayati Sa'ida al Mufida Beautiful book Right? I think it's been translated I think it's been translated It is It um, is Beneficial steps to a happy life, right? I think I butchered the translation, but that's what it means. Beneficial steps to a happy life. We all want a happy life, and there's a beautiful concept he mentions inside of it, related to this, the future and the past. He says, he says, kun ibnu yomika, right? Kun ibnu yomika, be the son, son s o n, son like ibn, son of the day. Meaning what? Busy yourself with your present. Present, the, the present, the now Busy yourself with the here and the now Don't another, Why? He said <laughs> That which has gone by will not come That it's gone by You can't change what happened Yesterday or this morning It's done So worrying about it It won't change anything So he's teaching you Don't worry too much about what's past If it's sins, ask God to forgive you try to resolve it. But don't worry about it. It happened. It already happened. It already what? Happened. <laughs> you will never go back and change it. And then he said, and then he said, don't worry about the future. Why? You don't even know you're going to reach it. You're worried, am I going to uh, uh, finish my degree? Um, am I going to get married? Will this business, the investment, will this work out? It <sighs> Look, it's in, the, it's in the future. You might die tomorrow. Right? Don't worry too much about don't let the future that you may not reach busy you to the point where it causes qalaq and stress. Right. Does that mean we shouldn't plan our, our lives? No, 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 no. It just means plan it but don't let it overwhelm you with worry. Does that make sense? It's a beautiful advice. Right? Because he said basically focus on the here and the now. Right now. What can I do now? What can I work on now? And it's a very healthy kind of... Uh, read that book. الوسائل Read that book. طيب um, so in this ayah you learned who goes to Jannah Whoever submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And is a doer of good a muhsin. And we mentioned two types of ihsan He will have his reward of Allah And they will not, he will not fear Or uh, be, uh, uh, they will have no grief concerning them One more ayah And we we'll leave it at that uh, وقالت اليهود ليست النصارى على شيء وقالت النصارى ليست اليهود على شيء وهم يتلون الكتاب كذلك قال الذين لا يعلمون مثل قولهم فالله يحكم بينهم يوم القيامة فيما كانوا فيه خلفون وقالت اليهود أن يهود said: ليست النصارى على شيء The Christians are upon nothing, nothing true, do not upon the truth. So the Jews would say about the Christians, you and your religions are false. This is why they denied Isa, and they said horrible things about Mary or Maryam. They they don't believe in the saintness of Maryam, the fact that she's a saint, a wali of Allah. Nor did they believe that Isa was a prophet. So they said to the Christians, you're not upon anything. And what did the Christians say to them? Waqalatin Nasara, Laistil Alashah. This there is a Sama of Azul for the the Ulamah mentioned, or the scholars of Tafsir mentioned, that this happened when the Nasara of Najran, the Christians of Najran, they came to visit the Prophet وسلم, and that they in Medina and there was an argument between them and the Yahud. And they said they literally said this to each other. So Allah is quoting something that they said to each other there. Yeah, so they both are denying the validity of each other's faith. The Nasara saying, your faith is invalid because you didn't believe in Isa. And then the Yehudah saying, your faith is invalid because of the belief you have about Isa. Right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, al-kitab well, While they both decide the kitab. And why is it significant? Because if they would actually read the kitab and believe in the kitab, they would understand the validity of the Torah and Musa and the prophecy of Isa both. Right, so Islam So the religion of Islam, like I mentioned all the time, is wasat between these two. So, no, oh Yehud, you're wrong. Prophet Isa is actually a prophet, and no, you're wrong. Maryam is a saint, right? Bahara, she's a, a pure and pahir right? And similarly, O oh Nasara, uh, that the Yehud are right in saying that you're wrong in your the extreme beliefs regarding Isa Alayhi and etc. Et et and the Haq is in the book if they were only to read it. وهم يتلون الكتاب Then Allah says, كَذَلِكَ قَالَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ مِثْلَ قُلِهِمْ And just like that, those who don't know said the same thing that they said. مَنْ هُمُ la لَا يعلمون. Who are those that don't know? Right? Those that Allah is referring to, so Allah mentions three groups here: Al-Yahud, we know who they are, Al-Nasara, we know who they are, and then al yalamun, those who do not know. Ulema, they say uh, there is khilaf in this, but they say this is referring to Quraysh and the idolaters. Why? Because they are often called the ummiyin, the illiterate, right? and those who did not have previous scriptures. So they also said similar things that the Yahud and the Nasara are claiming. So they claim that they are right, they claim that their ways are right, they denounced and the, uh, the validity of other faiths as well. So similar things. Now Allah said, so who's right? Is it the Nasara? Is it the Yahud? Is it the Mushrikeen? What does Allah say? But Allah will judge between them on the day of resurrection concerning that which they used to differ over So Allah is the haqam And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge between them And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us the haq And we just mentioned the one that is upon the truth is The The following verses will start discussing about uh, We're coming closer to the ayat by the way I mentioned in one of my earlier my earlier lessons I uh, mentioned that the the way surah al-baqarah is structured is that Allah Subhanahu taala tells us many stories in the beginning right and this is for you to learn lessons from them and then there are many many ahkam later on right so as we go along uh, the surah it will go from being a story a surah that tells you about the people of the past to a surah that's teaching you about the rulings Uh, uh, Starting with the qibla change The prayer related to, to charity Then related to marriage and divorce And hajj and all of that Why is it structured this way? It's almost preparing you Be first in the right mentality For you to adopt these laws So here are examples of people That didn't follow these laws And look at what they've done So after Allah teaches us how not to be and tells us how to be So because after, right after we finish the qista of the Yahud Allah will tell us about Ibrahim and Ismail So first Allah tells you Okay, don't be like this Then Allah tells you Be like Ibrahim Be, the, be a Muslim Be a, someone that submits And then the ahkam starts Right, إحكام الصلاة وإحكام الصدقة والزكاة and all these. So it's a very beautiful, it's structured. So if you're eager to learn more about the ayahs as it relates to the fiqh rulings, they're coming, inshallah, ta'ala. Barakallah fi'kum. we am gonna conclude here. If there are questions, feel free. If not, then we'll read هذا وآخر دعوانا للحمد Alhamdulillah Rabbil العالمين.